0: We're continuing on with the SCJ Preps podcast here on SiouxCityJournal.com as we enter week three in the Siouxland area. Welcome into another SCJ Preps podcast. I'm host, assistant sports editor Zach James, and alongside with me, as always, it's sports editor Justin Ratz. The games we're focusing on coming up this week in week three, Sioux City East taking on Sergeant Blue Fluton at Olsen Stadium on Thursday night, west facing north at Olsen Stadium on Friday night, Western Christian comes to town to face Bishop Heelan. Dakota Valley faces Millbank. Grove's Catholic comes to the area to face South Sioux City. And the game I'll be at on Friday night is hidden in Lawton Bronson. Justin, let's start off with that Thursday night game. You'll be there. Make sure you follow Justin on Twitter at Justin Rust. Could should be a pretty good game between the Black Raiders and the Warriors.
1: Yeah, actually, it should. Um, Black Raiders coming at two and zero. Sergeant Bluff 1 and 1, and Sergeant Bluff is coming off a big win. Um, really got manhandled by Lewis Central for a half in their first game of the season. Bounced back in the second half of that game, and really really had a much better performance for more in sync in and scoring 47 points against Harlan. So that offense mm-hmm. seems to be clicking, and, and East defense has been good. Uh, they weren't clicking as much on the execution side as Coach Brian Rubb would have wanted of them against East, and he's really been stressing. Uh, execution coming against Sergeant Bluff because as he put it, if you're not executing well, Sergeant Bluff will take advantage. He's right there. So you're going against, you got a Sergeant Bluff team that's really finding its footing here after a rough first week. They found, they're found they finding their footing after next week and hope to continue that. East is looking for a 3-0 start and they're looking to execute better. And it'll see who, who can shore up more of what they're looking to right now coming into this game.
0: What do you think is going to be the big difference in that game and what's the big key that you're looking for as you prepare for the game on Thursday night.
1: East is going to have to uh, slow down Sergeant Bluff Luton's offensive attack right now. Uh, Daniel Wright was really clicking with his receivers there tonight. Um, The first week uh, is really just Carter Schumacher. Um, There's some drops there that first week. This past week, you know, everyone got involved and and that uh, opens up things because Daniel Wright can really hit those weapons. So you have Derek Fitzgerald and Carter Schumacher are two guys that you know, they should really key on right there, try and take those two away. You're not fully going to take them away, but they need to find a way to slow down the passing attack of Sergeant Bluff.
0: And, yes, I think it's big that you mentioned that, too, with the SBL passing, because his running game hasn't been as explosive as maybe we thought. Yeah, Jorma sort of still learning how to add or be a running back, and sure, his running game isn't as elusive as it was during the track and field season, but I think having that passing attack for the Warriors certainly helps them um, as we approach week three here.
1: Yeah, exactly. And Sergeant if he wants to attack too, they they need to find a way to force turnovers. That was yeah. something that hurt Sergeant Bluff last week. That's what kept Harlan in the game for them. Harlan forced a couple turnovers. So he's going to have to for, force a couple turnovers and uh, they're going to have to execute. That, that, that's what Brian Webb kept saying was you know execute better and that's it's plain and simple right there. If they do, it's going to be tight, hard Hard fought game. If not, I think Sergeant Bluff has the advantage. He can win by 15 20 if, if he doesn't execute well. And, you know, Sergeant Bluff needs to execute a little bit better, too, because of the fumbles they had last week.
0: And you'll be at that game on Thursday night. Make sure to check out Justin on Twitter at Justin Rats and, of course, SiouxCityJournal.com throughout the Thursday night and going into Friday morning as uh, that we'll have coverage of that game. We'll also have coverage of the West North game on Friday night. Barry Poe will be there at Olson Stadium to. The- um, to cover that game. Make sure to follow him at SCJBerryP, I believe his Twitter is. And uh, Justin, as we talk about that game coming up, uh, West, West and North, I think this is a good chance for North to show its crowd what they can do against a West team that admittedly is struggling right now.
1: Yeah, West is struggling, but so is North right now. They're really having trouble up front uh, blocking well. When they block well, They've got time to throw the ball. They've got holes for for the the back to get through. Um, Brady Wavarek, uh, when he has some some decent holes to run through, he he does very well with them. He can hit off big chunks of yardage at a time. I was very impressed with him last week, but in the second half, North wasn't opening up any holes. They weren't protecting uh, quarterback Landon Lovering, Lovering well at all, and so it took away all of their offense and you know, the special teams struggled and that, 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 gave, you know, a punt return for a touchdown short field for uh, Jefferson and Jefferson took advantage in that third quarter. So, you know, but West, they've been struggling big time this year mm-hmm. too. You know They're a very young team. Um, every aspect of the game they're they're kind of learning the varsity aspect of it right now. And it's, it's going to take some time, probably, probably the whole year. So this is where North needs to attack and needs to shore up that line. Cause they have some weapons when, Landon Lovren had time. He had Cole Pearson. he had Evan Helvig, Austin McLean, um, Dante Hansen. Those are some guys that can really, really open up, really open it up for them. And their their defense was doing a decent job. They were just on the field too long against Jefferson and, and Lincoln. You know, when they when they have some rest in them, this this defense led by Johnny Little is a good defense out there. And they played the run well. I thought Jefferson did have some big plays. They had about three big plays, but one of them was because they were on the field too long and. And they, they really shut down the run better than they did last year against uh, Jefferson.
0: I don't want to sound morbid here, but is this what's his best chance to win a football game this, the remainder
1: uh, of their schedule? I'll be honest here. It might be both their best chances to win a football game here. Point um, Plain and simple. Uh, I it, it, it might be both their best chances to win a football game here. Um, Des Moines-Lincoln might be the other one for North um, because Sioux City East is on that schedule at Lamar's who just – who just beat up uh, MLC Floyd Valley. Des Moines and Hoover is not uh, is always somewhat decent. They're zero two this year. This the season has not gone well for Hoover, so that could be another one. But Ankeny and Dowling to end the season, so there's not a ton of chances here. North really has to shore up things up front fast uh, if they if they don't if they want this to be not just their only game that they, they can win this year. So,
0: yep, yep, and hopefully uh, West can find a way to get at least a win that can give themselves some. Optimism heading into the winter uh, season. There, uh, staying in town here on Friday night. Zach James just and rest on the SCJ Prep Podcast, Week Three. Western Christian taking on Bishop Heelan. Um,
1: that that game is that game is actually in, in Hull. Oh, is it is it yeah, in Hull? My
0: apologies. Hall, yeah. is it is it it is in Hull. My apologies. No. Well, Heelan will get to have to leave the city for the first time this season in Hull, and that is a big assignment for the Crusaders to try and figure out a way to To stop the Wolfpack there,
1: yeah, it's going to be a tough test because the Wolfpack are coming off a very big victory. Um, they started the season with twenty-one win, twenty-one nothing win over MLC Floyd Valley. It looked good. Then last week they absolutely demolished Boyden Hall Rock Valley, thirty-four to seven. And I don't know if that's something where Boyden Hall Rock Valley was looking at wounds after the West Sioux loss because they played West Sioux tight. But you know, that's a team that played for a state championship last year. Boyden Hall Rock Valley. Western Christian had no trouble with them. So they entered the rankings at number nine this week uh, in class 2A. And I, I, th- I think they're legit. I mean, their schedule doesn't do them any favors. They have Heelan this week at Central Line next week. And two weeks after that, West Sioux. Then you have Emmitsburg, then you're at West Lions. So that's Murder's Row schedule. Yeah, it is. But, um, you know, that's a very good confidence builder when you beat Boyd Hall Rock Valley like that. Now, I can do it against Heelan, who's reeling right now. That'll be interesting. I'm interested to see what Western Christian does at home against Bishop Heelan, who has played good defense, but their offense has been non-existent here in the first two weeks of the season. And just, Western yeah, Christian's given, Christian given up seven points.
0: And and I'm most interested in what Heelan can do if they can try and bounce back from an you know, 0-2 start. It hasn't been the dream start to the season for the Crusaders. I'm sure there is some frustration out at Memorial Field at practice now and then, but they just have to figure out how to turn things around. And, uh, yeah, they have Brent Ho- Hogan quarterback, who, by the way, committed this week to play at Iowa Western Baseball. And, but...
1: he, and he also did not play in the game against Glenwood.
0: Okay. Well, that's also yep. good to know. So, uh, I guess, how do you see the Crusaders turning this around?
1: They have to find a way to run the football. They they ran um, They ran 23 times this past week for 53 yards they have to find a way to run the ball better. their success the last few years offensively was running the ball luke longville played quarterback this past week he was 13 to 32 passing for 101 yards i don't know if that means Brand hogue was injured i have not heard much about that um if he's injured that's a big loss for them because if you can't run the ball it's a drop off from hogue to luke longville no i mean that's a senior going to sophomore it's his first start against a good glenwood defense he's going to face another good defense this week and you know uh, Spencer Pick had four catches but besides that he had 36 yards there wasn't much offense they really need to get the ground game going or else you know they can play the, the ground game conservatively and, and play the passing game on defense so they really need to get that ground you know, ground game going uh, I know it's really hard to replace someone like Tommy Schlitz, but someone needs to get consistent carries in there I feel and And maybe you do turn to Jake Koontz, who had 10 rushes for 35 yards. But You have to make a decision with someone there to get some yards. Maybe it's something that's up front, too. They're replacing a lot of offense linemen. They have to find a way to get that running game going so they can control the clock. Because while the defense is good, I also feel that on the field, too.
0: Yep, yep. And when you're on the field too long, you get (coughs) tired. When you get tired, things happen, and that's what we've seen over the last two weeks moving on now to my game of the week where i'll be at friday night Hinton taking on Lawton johnson and the last time i i was in Hinton, justin i saw a thriller of an extra inning baseball game and i think this football game right here will be very entertaining
1: as well i don't think it'll go extra innings though so that's no no <laughs> no that's a good
0: thing that is a good thing it won't go extra innings
1: could go overtime but not extra innings
0: not so. extra innings not extra innings no and a beautiful, beautiful uh, facility that Hinton has to ride right along Highway 75, I believe it is. driven by there a couple of times on my way to get some ice cream in one more. But, uh, but uh, I, I, like I said, I think this will be a very competitive game against two teams that have a lot of athletes.
1: Yeah, um, that'll be the thing. Hinton has struggled offensively, but their defense has been stopped. They give them 20 points this season. Dick Kunkel with a couple interceptions. The key for both teams is if they can get their offense going because, you know, Lawton Bronson struggled to get their offense going against a good uh, Alton Aurelia team. They had 14 points last week against a Akron Westfield team that's usually good defensively. So maybe it's just who they're facing, but, um, you know, both teams need to find a way to get their offense going, which seems to have been a theme for some yeah. of teams we're talking about. Um, I, I've heard Hinton is dealing with a little bit of injury um, in there. I think. I think it was to take Kunkel. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I heard a little bit they weren't sure about it. If he's out, that hurts the defense and the offense. But um, Derek Anderson's the quarterback there. We need some consistency out of him throwing the ball a little bit there uh, for Hinton. Um, Lawton Bronson did get uh, uh, Rico Garcia back. He he was not playing in the first week because of a neck injury. He rushed for 136 yards on two carries last week. He's going to be the focal point of their offense. Um, Hayden Dahlhauser can catch a few passes too. He's, he's a nice body in there to, to catch some passes, but Rico Garcia is going to be the focal point of their offense, and that's what Hinton's going to key on right there. So Connor Smith might have to throw a few passes over the top to keep the, uh, the defense uh, in, in check. Honest, yeah. I should say. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. keep the defense honest, and that's what you want to do each and every week. No question about that. Let's move over to the South Dakota side of things. South Dakota Valley taking on Millbank this week, and I saw Dakota Valley last week, and I was really impressed with how they played against Yankton they, uh Favors, the quarterback, was really, really good. Um, Eric Johnson, um, Zion Robinson was really good on the ground, too. Just an all-around good game from the Panthers. They passed well. They ran well. They played defense. Probably that was probably the strongest thing they did on Friday, even though I focused on the, the offense of my Gamer, make sure to check out Sioux City Journal to uh, refresh yourselves for, from that, from last week's game. But I, I think Dakota Valley can spark some momentum after beating Gankton the way they did last
1: week. Yeah, and honestly, this is a team that's not ranked or receiving votes on their schedule, which is a little rare for them right now I mean, with the yeah, way they opened up yeah. the season against two teams ranked number two. So Dakota Valley really proved itself last week. You know, like I said, they they mentioned they had some jitters. They weren't really the team they should be in that week. One lost to Madison. They only lost by two points. And here they knock off Yankton, who's ranked number two, and only falls to number three in 11 A. You know, Dakota Valley is doing exactly what they want to do. They're getting strong blocking up front. They have some good guys to take the ball. You know, to no one's surprise, Eric Johnson is very good. He bided his time. Everyone knew he was good. Now he's getting his time to shine. And Zion Robinson's playing well, too, and, and with those two running the ball, they they've got some weapons. You can you can split out Braden Wright right if you want to. He's a very good blocker, and that defensive line holds position so well that the linebackers there to clean up. And yeah, they gave up some points to Yankton, but Yankton's got a big offensive yeah. line, and they can run the ball. That's all they've done, and that's that's been their bread and butter for decades. I thought I thought Dakota Valley did a good job of holding that offense in check long enough for them to take control of the game, which not a lot lot of 11A schools can do that against 11AA schools. That was pretty impressive. We'll see what they got against Millbank. It's a long trip up there. Let's see if they keep their legs together and have another impressive performance (coughs) because it doesn't get any easier next week with Sioux Falls Christian in town.
0: And you mentioned mentioned with Dakota Valley beating Yankton with the discrepancy in in class sites there. And granted, I'm kind of fresh at this and not knowing the the South Dakota side of things, but it didn't seem like Dakota Valley was a smaller school. Friday night, which I thought was kind of cool too. Um, that they it went yard for yard with Yankton. And, and let's let's talk about Braden Wright for a second because he is our Metro Athlete of the Week this week and he, very well deserved. And you did the story <laughs> on that, you did the story this on that one. Oh man, uh, and Jeff Vandenhoek, uh, Dakota Valley's coach, immediately nominated him for Athlete yeah. of the Week on Saturday morning. I think, I think. He made a very, very good choice, and, yeah. and so did we. Going with with Britain, right? I mean,
1: I you would ask him, I'd ask him too. And, and you know, I guess that's the only senior on their line. Technically, he's not a lineman, but a lot of stuff runs through him. And this is a kid that was 5'9", 135 pounds as a freshman. Wow. He is 6'1", 210 pounds now. Wow, and a lot. Of, and you gotta, you gotta commend the kid because he realized what he had to do to get better. You know, he started lifting as a freshman. Wasn't he was committed to it, but then he took it to another level. After the sophomore year, he started lifting even more. Then he started to eat more. It wasn't that he, he said he was eating healthy beforehand. He just needed to eat more of of, of what he had. So <laughs> instead of one serving, two servings. So um and then the biggest thing was his sleep schedule. He was staying up too late playing video games. He wouldn't put the controller down. He stayed up too late. He was a little lethargic during school. He was a little tired. But Now he said, since he started to play video games less or not just in less yes, but he's putting it down at a better time he's not watching he's watching more film on football than he is playing video games now, and outside of the season he's putting down the control at a decent time he'll he still plays you don 't have to give it up just make sure you're monitoring your time of when you're going to sleep because that's a big thing. Sleep pattern is a big thing. you want to talk sleep patterns, talk to Landon and Levi Paulson. They are huge about that and scheduling and and, and, and putting everything down. And look, look how well it's done for them, and you know, Braden Wright's another one, and Jeff Vandenhall said there's been a lot of kids that have really embraced the strength program at Dakota Valley. He has not seen a transformation like Braden Wright's, and that's saying a lot, because there's been a lot of good athletes that have gone through Dakota Valley.
0: Yeah, no question, and he is the one who Vandenhall <laughs> nominated on that offensive line, and the offensive line played really well on on uh, last week. Uh, did Braden say anything big about how the offensive line has transformed from maybe
1: from the Madison game to the Yankton game? Um, it's more of a team thing where the team wasn't quite the, the team was a little jitterish. They weren't doing the things they needed to team wise to get to get the win there. They're they're a little discombobulated a bit. And that's something that Vanden Hall talked to them in the past week to, you know, they're they missing an aspect there team-wise, and they really came together. That was the big thing, too. They weren't playing Dakota Valley football that first week, and Yes, that's cliche and whatnot, but, you know, Dakota Valley football is simple. Braden Wright doesn't get a ton of tackles, but what he does is he takes up two blockers every time, two to three blockers every time. That opens up the linebacker for tackle for loss so many times. If he's not taking up two blockers, if he's taking up one, and another guy goes and chips off the linebacker, there's a five-yard gain that could have been a zero-yard gain or a one-yard gain. Mm-hmm. You know, that's everyone on that line. It, it was something where they weren't totally a cohesive unit that first, first week because if one piece isn't moving, it, it affects the whole thing. And It's cliche, I know, but that's exactly how football works. That's exactly how a great defense works. And I'll, I'll hammer it home because it's the same philosophy from 1960. Go and, and the, I know it's the Patriots' team. Go out and do your job, and everything works out as a team. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the way it is. It sounds stupid. It sounds what you're saying the Patriot way. No, that's the Vince Lombardi way. And it, yeah, it, it's it's a simple it's a simple thing, right there. It's it doesn't get any simpler than that.
0: And the thing that stands out to me too about this story is how simple, Wright went to something such as sleep schedule. Not many kids would think um, about. Going to bed earlier, watching more film, putting down the controllers so your, your eyes are more relaxed and things about that. It's just the little something like that that can make a difference on the field. And I, I think that's huge too.
1: That's exactly right. It is huge. I mean, managing your schedule is a big thing. and I, Like I said, I point to the Paulsons with that too. And it's, it's been successful for them too. And that's, that's the big thing. Managing your schedule and, doing, and all doing the simple things. You don't have to give up everything. He didn't give up video games; he still plays video games. he just puts it down at a different time, so
0: yeah, yeah and and hopefully more kids can learn learn that from Braden, maybe take that to heart, maybe they can perform better too and and j- kids, if you're listening to this if any of you football athletes or any athletes for that matter are listening to this, don't listen to Justin or Ra about sleep oh, schedule very our very sleep hard. schedules absolutely are not very good and refer to you. Peers, don't, don't refer to us on sleep schedules because uh, we do not go to bed at a decent time. And, and, and uh, it's for good reasons to get you get you boys and girls uh, all the love that you deserve in the print and online editions as well. Moving to the Nebraska side of things as you're listening to the SCJ Preps Week 3 Football Preview Podcast, you're on SiouxCityJournal.com. I'm Zach James. He's Justin Rust. And the last game we're going to focus on here this week is Gross Catholic facing South Sioux City, and uh, South Sioux City does have a win on the season, Justin. But uh, they need to find a way to get back in the win column, and uh, this, who knows who knows what what they'll do this week.
1: Yeah, Gross Catholic's a pretty good opponent, and Ralston really handled South Sioux last week. The offense just wasn't there. The defense couldn't stop Ralston. That's how you get that that result. I mean, it's the same old thing, and Ralston's a decent enough opponent, so. We'll see how South Sioux balances back against a uh a Scut Catholic program. That's that, that's pretty decent. So
0: Hopefully South Sioux City can stay competitive against that Grove's Catholic program like that.
1: And I should we should mention yeah, some ahead. of the other, other local games that are going on too. Uh Boyden Hall uh Rock Valley at West Lyon. Uh, West Lyon's two and ranked fifth right there. Boyden Hall, Rock Valley, you know, if they fall to 0 three with their schedule, that could be maybe miss the playoffs there. Um, in that aspect, they really need to pick me up right now. Um, central line at spirit Lake, same situation with central line. They're traditionally a playoff team, but spirit Lake is ranked fourth right now. And you know, the schedule isn't exactly easy for central yeah. line either. They got a pretty tough schedule there. Uh, O-A-B-C-I-G did enter the rankings this week. Col- uh, Cooper DeGene has really stepped in at quarterback this year, which, which is a major question mark. They lost Caden Ludwig and now they're ranked ninth. They should be able to handle Cherokee this, w- this week. Um, uh, Remsen St. Mary's moved up to number three. They shouldn't have much of an issue with Kingsley Pearson this week. Um, Harris Lake Park is receiving votes. River Valley is a decent opponent. We'll see how they do there. But R- Harris Lake Park is coming off a huge win over Northwood Kensett. Um, Northwood is ranked 10th. Harris Lake Park absolutely demolished them. So we'll see if they can keep it up at home against River Valley in that aspect. Um, Sioux Center's at West Sioux. West Sioux should be able to handle them pretty well. Um, Newell Fonda will see if they can bounce back after a tough loss. They've got they're hosting Tulane Christian. South O'Brien at Alta Aurelia. Um that's that's potentially to see who might be able to get in the playoffs. We'll see what happens. I think both of them can, but that'll be a bounce back game for Alta Aurelia and South O'Brien has started two and zero, I believe. Um Spencer at MLC Floyd Valley. Spencer's zero two to start the season. That's a big bounce back game for them. MLC Floyd Valley has really struggled to start the season. Um and Woodbury Central Galen Catholic. Galen Catholic is two and zero to start the year. We'll see if they can go three and zero as they face a Woodbury Central team that's one and one on the season. Hinton really shut down their offense in week one, but Woodbury Central was all over Ridgeview, who's who's having a down year uh, this past week. So we'll see uh, how that game turns out if, if Galen Catholic can go three and zero in that aspect. And Alcester Hudson, um, Alcester Hudson is ranked there. Facing Del Rapids, St. Mary's, we'll see if they can improve to 3-0 on that 1-2.
0: We don't normally do this in the podcast, and uh, I didn't bring this up to you in, in the pre-show or anything like that, Justin. But let's talk about the Iowa State game for just a quick minute here. Uh, the game is in Ames. It's on Saturday, 3 o'clock, FS1, a college game day, of course, coming to uh, Ames. Uh, but you can catch it, I think, at 10 a.m. on ESPN, something like that. But uh, I think it's 9 a.m. actually. But, um, I think this game is extremely interesting, and, and yeah, this is the most hyped game in sidehock history. And, and apropos, of the appropriate, appropriately so probably, where do you see this game going?
1: Oh, uh, that's a good question. I think it goes Iowa's way. Um, I want to say Iowa State, but you know, just the history of it. You know, steel jam last time. Steel I really conference about Iowa State it was steel jam when he pulls off the miraculous thing, only never to be heard from again. Nope, literally. haven't heard of Wade doing. No, nope, no so. Uh, the joke was maybe he'll end up as the special guest picker for this game or something, but something that I've seen someone joke out. I think it's going to go Iowa's way. I, I just, uh, both teams had the shaky first game. Iowa wasn't as shaky, though. They've also had a game to improve on it against Rutgers. Iowa State had the bye week. Now, can that help? Yes, it can. But Colin Newell's questionable for this game. Iowa State's still working out some kinks for its offense. They're still trying to find a mainstay running back, or at least a consistent running game. There is kind of going in and out against you and I of who's getting the ball. Brock Purdy wasn't exactly crisp out there. Yeah. No. Um, uh, I mean, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't he wasn't the Brock Purdy everyone was hyping up from last year. And you know that's in, in Iowa Cyclone history. That's not uncommon. Well, quarterback one year, new quarterback the next year. That's it's not uncommon. So. Right now, I have to go Iowa until, until like Iowa State shows that they can win it, which I think you know they, they can. They just have to put it all together. That defense might be better on Iowa State's front than it is on Iowa's front, but I think Iowa's offense is better than Iowa State's offense right now. Could that change in a, in a, in a blink of an eye on Saturday? Yes. yes, it could. Iowa State could win this game by 20. Iowa could win this game by 20. This, but I see this could be a knockout, drag out game that comes out to the last, to the last seconds, and you have a field goal attempt, and that, that could be interesting. I mean, the best thing for the state is, is it to be a very competitive game on national TV. So uh, I, I think that's a that's a big thing there, and I think that's what we're going to get. I, I think the edge goes to Iowa State right now, um, but it's so early in the season, it's it's tough to tell based on the. Neither team has really faced someone. Mm-hmm. Rutgers is no. not someone. Miami's not someone. You and I is someone in the FCS level, but that's FCS. So neither team has really faced someone. So it's not like Nebraska, who's faced Colorado. You know, they haven't faced anyone of note. Right,
0: right. And I'm gonna go the lead me Iowa State way, and something you touch up on too. And and I think Iowa State's front is a little bit better defensive front. And I think. That'll scare Iowa a little bit. I think they'll ban him from the run and make Nate Stanley thrill a little bit more in this game. And Stanley, uh, yes, he's a good quarterback. Yes, I think he'll be drafted later on uh, in April and things like that. But I think Iowa State finds a way to intimidate Iowa in those, in those skill positions. It's going to be a dogfight, but I see Iowa State winning this thing 17-10, 17-14, somewhere along those lines. And then I think whoever wins this game gets a new year's day bowl game and the loser probably tears on that level. I think Iowa does get a new year's bowl game, even if they lose this game, but the winner definitely gets to go to a new year's day bowl game. um, Whoever wins this game. And if it's Iowa state, that favors them more. Maybe that gives them a little momentum going into the big 12 season against someone like Texas and Oklahoma. Um, I, I, I don't think if Iowa loses this game, it's going to ma- affect them much. Because I, I think they do turn things around and contend for the Big Ten West. But you want to win against your rival. But I don't think they do this right. I go Iowa State 17-14. All right. That's that's where we'll go. Hopefully I'm wrong because I grew up an Iowa fan. I do wear the black and gold occasionally. But I have friends uh, inside the Iowa State uh fan base. So uh, I'll be happy for them if they win. I'll be happy if Iowa wins. I just want a really good competitive game and something we can talk about um, in the days and weeks to come as we uh, continue on with the high school and college football seasons. For coverage of the high school and college football seasons. Not just the Hawkeyes, but also Morningside and Cliff, with Justin and I. will cover those games uh, coming up on Saturday as well. Justin will fall. We'll cover the Morningside Dort game at Olsen Stadium, Albion Memorial Stadium, covering Briarcliff hosting Dakota Wesley in the open the Great Plains Athletic Conference schedule. Make sure you follow us on Twitter on that too. And make sure you go to SiouxCityJournal.com for your, for all your high school and college football and sports in general uh, coverage as we continue on with the fall of season. For sports editor Justin Reds, this this is assistant sports editor Zach James. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, reading our stories, and just supporting the sports um, stuff that we do here at the Journal. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you down the road.